I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hey everyone. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know I have my first interview for subscribers. It's out now. It's a little bit early, but I was so excited about it. I thought I'd release it before next week, which was when, what my plan was. But yeah, like I said, I was just really excited about it. So I wanted to, you know, just get started already. So I chat with Allie McLean, who is from the Empowered Birth Podcast. Allie was actually on an earlier episode too, where she shared her birth story, her home birth story. And that was episode 26, if you want to go back and listen to it. It was a really good episode. So I chat with Allie about mindset during labor. Um, oh my gosh, she has so much knowledge. She's a doula and a nurse, and she's had three home births. She knows her stuff. So it's, oh my gosh, she has so much knowledge. I wish I knew all of this before my home birth, but... Oh man, it was such a good episode. So if you are interested in hearing that, you'll have to go subscribe. And I plan to have a lot more really great guests on soon. So I'm super excited about it. And I'd love it if you guys would, you know, subscribe and listen to that episode. I think you guys are going to love it. And if you are interested in subscribing, you can just click on the link. It's in the show notes and that'll take you where you need to go. Um, today I am chatting with Courtney. She has had three natural births and she's currently pregnant with baby number four. Her first two were in the hospital. Her third was a home birth. Um, she actually used the Bradley method and ended up being a Bradley teacher. And if you don't know about the Bradley method, here's what it is. So it's for women who want minim minimal medical intervention and then their classes, which are small, and they cover nutrition, relaxation techniques for labor and birth, breastfeeding, and more. So that's, in a nutshell, what the Bradley Method is about. Um, Courtney's also finishing up her doula training now. So, okay, I've talked enough. Let's just get right into it and hear from Courtney herself. Welcome, Courtney. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> Why don't you start by telling us a little about you and your family? Okay. Um, I am, my name is Courtney and I am from Southern Illinois and I've been married to my husband, Thomas, for a little over 10 years and we have three girls. 
Our oldest is eight, almost nine, and our middle it will be six next week. And our youngest is three. And then um, we are expecting baby number four later this year. Yay. Do you know what you're having or do, do you find out usually? I I don't find out. I love no. not finding out. <laughs> <laughs> I always wished that I could do that. I just like, I just needed to know. <laughs> but I think that surprise would just be oh, so cool. Yes, I love I love the surprise. Yeah. So when did you guys decide, you know, it was time to start your family and how was your journey to getting pregnant? Um, let's see. We got married in April of 2013 and um I didn't have a job yet. My husband was working and we were really um set on paying off our debt before my student loans before we got pre- before we had a baby. So in August, I got a job and we took all of my paycheck and fed it towards my student loans. And we started, we got pregnant in, I think, November. We started trying in October and um, had my student loans paid off in June. And we had her in August. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, And then I was able to quit my job. So we didn't have any debt. Wow, that's quite a timeline. It all worked out so well. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> so how did your pregnancy go? Um, it went it went very well. Um, we took Bradley classes to prepare for a hospital birth. Um, I hired a doula early on. I was at one practice and they had about six or seven doctors, I think. And I interviewed each one and I didn't like any of their answers to my questions. Mm -hmm. So, um, I switched providers about halfway through my pregnancy. Um, and then we went with it and everything went well, except I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes at around, I guess it was the 28 week mark, but, um, I was able to keep it diet and exercise controlled. Oh, that's good. So did you, did you have that with all of your pregnancies or just the, just that one? Um, I had it with my first and I somehow did not have it with my second and I did have it with my third and I'm pretty sure I have it now with my fourth. Oh man. That's well, at least, you know, what, what you're up against <laughs> at this right. point. <laughs> yes. So did you always know that you wanted to have a natural birth or was that something you kind of figured out, um, when you were, um, my stepsister had had a home birth and Mm -hmm. she's like, you need to take Bradley classes. So I took Bradley classes and like, this is just what I'm doing. Why would I not want to have a (laughs) natural birth? Mm -hmm. But, um, so like before I got pregnant, I was, I didn't know anything about it, but after Mm -hmm. becoming educated on it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want. And, you know, since you, you know, someone who had a home birth, someone you were close to, did you always like, did you ever consider that or, or, you know, with your um, first and second or were you like, I no, did. we yeah. did consider it. We interviewed. So in my state at the time, there were no certified nurses, midwives around my area that attended home births. Um, but there were CPMs practicing underground cause it was, you know, it wasn't legal then, mm-hmm. but it was going to cost so much more money than a hospital birth for us because our um, insurance was really good and it was only going to cost $250 to have a hospital birth. And it was going to cost like a couple thousand dollars to have a home birth. Yeah. And, uh, we were living pretty frugally and trying to pay off those loans. So 
Yeah. And and I feel like that is a a big thing for a lot of people. I mean, the cost is, is definitely something to consider. Um, I always say like, uh, I, you know, with my third and my home birth, um, it was like worth every penny, but it certainly was like, Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I was expecting, but, um, so, Okay, so you had a hospital birth with your first two, unmedicated, mm-hmm. you know, you knew what you wanted and you went for it. So how did, you know, what were like the pros and cons of your first two a hospital births? Um, let's see. So with my first, um, the pros were definitely the unlimited hot water that the hospital mm-hmm. had that I didn't have at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, really. Um, I guess with my first, I kind of needed that peace of mind with my first to know how it was going to go. Also to be in the hospital, but really I think those were the only two pros, like everything else I did not enjoy being at the hospital. Um, With my second, I was blessed with a very good nurse um, who just left us alone. And uh, because that's what I wanted. I had a doula for both of my hospital births and I just wanted my husband and my doula and I didn't want anybody else in there mm-hmm. so um the hot there was nice that for that for my second birth that she was very hands-off and whenever the doctor called to like be like can I come break your water she's like don't do it um, <laughs> yeah, that's it nice was, to have someone telling you like right then and there like you don't have to do this <laughs> right and it was like night and day with my with my first birth the nurse we were only there for an hour and a half before I started pushing but she probably in that hour and a half, she probably came in there like five or six times to ask me if I wanted the epidural. And I said, like, my husband told her, like, just don't come back. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, wow, we'll think about it. Just don't come back. You know, I mean, that's a lot to ask. And um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't, I don't understand why she would care (laughs) whether or not you got it. I know. And then the other cons were definitely like being woke up throughout the night at the hospital. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, horrible. And uh, they came in like, I didn't want them to give them a bath, give my girls a bath. And Mm -hmm. every time they came in in the middle of the night, not during the day to give a bath, I'm like, no, I don't want a bath. You guys can, you know, go. And then uh, also the hearing test, they came in in the middle of the night to do that too. And I'm like, no, you guys can come back in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate that. Oh, that um was I. I don't know. Some people like enjoy being at the hospital, and I never understood that either. I mean, I get it for like you know being more comfortable. Like some people just just worry that something's going to go wrong, and if that's like you know your mindset, then of course, like it's fine to be in the hospital. But like. The being woken up and like, you know, turning on all these bright lights and you can't sleep with your baby in the bed and stuff like it just makes everything so, so difficult. And you you can't rest at all. I know I would. Well, I slept with my baby in the bed with me there, but then like they'd come in um, you know, they wouldn't knock, they'd just walk in and they'd be like, Oh, were you sleeping with your baby in the bed? And like, no, I was just 
laying here with him. <laughs> like, why was, would I put yeah. him in a plastic box? <laughs> I know. And, and it's like, I could never like reach for my baby. Like, it was like so hard to like get them out of there. <laughs> so yes. I'd always like wake my husband up to going over and get the baby for me when they had a nurse. It's just, yeah, it just was not restful. So I totally... And I had two at the hospital too. So I totally know where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. But how how was like recovery um, for your first two? Like in um, your postpartum experience? It was um, really good. I didn't, I didn't tear with either one of my um, hospital births. Uh, let's see. Breastfeeding went really well. I never had any issues with breastfeeding. Um, but my oldest they didn't know that she had a heart defect like they didn't find it in the ultrasounds I guess they Mm -hmm. didn't even see it at the hospital it wasn't until we got to our pediatrician's office that they um they found that out so she kind of had trouble gaining weight for a while which stressed me out as a breastfeeding mom you know you want them to to eat but luckily I had a supportive pediatrician and she's like hey if if it comes to having to supplement we'll give you a fortifier for your milk you know Mm -hmm. we'll we'll go that route instead of having to do formula because I was very adamant about breastfeeding but luckily we didn't we didn't have to go that route she just took a while to find her growth curve and um she stayed around first and second percentile until she was about one and then she was like six to eight and now she's like the same as all the other kids her age. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And wow. then with my second, everything went well, breastfeeding. Um, she, it was just, I think the hardest part was adjusting from having one kid to having two kids because mm-hmm. you have that mom guilt of, yeah. mm-hmm. um, having to divide your time and hoping that everybody's happy. And, uh, but after about I think it was like three or four months. We kind of made it out of that um, mom guilt phase and <laughs> the oldest could play with the youngest because she was more alert and looking around and stuff. So yeah, it's more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. My my second didn't sleep very well at all. Uh, well, my first didn't sleep through the night until I night weaned her after she turned two. But my second, it was like once that four month sleep regression hit, she was up like every 30 to 45 minutes until she turned one and it was just oh my god it was hard it was a very hard year and then once she turned like 20 months I was like we're gonna start night weaning (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gosh I need to sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's time I never had good sleepers either they like to just you know nurse real quick and then go back to sleep but I, I mean yeah, it's not fun, but I get, I feel like you just get so used to it. <laughs> it just exactly. Like, the thing. <laughs> like, and you can kind of like half sleep while they're nursing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough though. That is tough. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, you know, you, you get pregnant for the third time. What, what kind of changed your mind and, and you decided like that you guys wanted to do something differently this time? Okay, so we were still planning a hospital birth at the beginning because we couldn't afford the home birth still. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that was in 2019, like the end of 2019 that we had started planning um, the hospital birth. And then uh, I guess my husband, he had been working like another job, like on the side, he sells stuff on Amazon. Mm So um, around, I want to say, I guess COVID started, Mm -hmm. but COVID hadn't, I can't, I think it was maybe right after we got back from Disney in February of 2020, we got back and then like everything started shutting down. And then, uh, my husband, he had a really good month on Amazon. And so we were able to afford a home birth. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Good for him. Yes. It was like the third (laughs) trimester and I'm like, oh my goodness, we're really going to get to do this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you had to switch in the third trimester. Yes, it was in the oh third trimester because I had already had my 28-week um, glucose test, the one hour, and I failed it at the doctor. And uh, he's like, I want you to come in and take the three-hour. And I had just switched to the, the home birth midwives. And they're like, yeah, like, you're probably going to have to go in and take it. Um, if Because he wanted, he actually called me after I, my doctor called me after I wanted to switch the records over to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, um, I'm going to have my baby at home now. <laughs> and <laughs> usually he is very anti-home birth, but he was like, okay, Courtney, you're a very good candidate. And I trust these midwives. He goes, but I want to be your backup doctor in case you have to come to the hospital because they usually use a different doctor. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I will have to talk to them about that and make sure that's okay. So they called him and they talked to him and they're like, that's fine. But then they're like, you're, you, they all agreed. Like I need to go in and take the three hours. So I went in and took the three hour and I passed the fasting. I failed the one hour. And then after the one hour, they're like, you can go out to your car if you want to. So, um, instead of going to my car, I walked around the parking garage and, uh, passed my two hour and my three hour. <laughs> but oh uh, since it was COVID, they didn't want you in the office anyway. So, uh, they had sent me out. Um, but yeah, I passed that. And then, um, but I knew I still needed to track at home and still watch everything I ate Mm -hmm. since I walked, because, um, if I ate anything like that normally during pregnancy, I knew I needed to walk, um, for at least 30 to 45 minutes with my past gestational diabetes, Mm -hmm. uh, pregnancy. Oh, I had to take that Mm -hmm. three hour test and it was awful. Yes. Uh, I I sat there for th- for three hours just trying not to throw up because I felt <laughs> like so gross from that drink. <laughs> yes. And I literally like I brought books and stuff. I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything. I was just like, don't throw up. Don't throw up. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if you throw up, you have to come back and do it again. I was like, right. Oh, no. <laughs> right. It was it was probably the worst three hours like ever. <laughs> Yeah. So, and that's so funny because you said you were around 28 weeks when you switched. Um, I was 25 weeks with my third when I switched to a home birth doctor or home birth midwife. Yes. So that's so funny. <laughs> like, and I, I wasn't even planning a home birth. I, they were, I was just going to have them, you know, ha- deliver at the hospital, but they were like, um, you'd be a good candidate for home birth. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, okay. And then I just changed my mind, but it's so funny. Cause like that timeline is very similar to mine. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, 
I, I luckily you didn't have to do much to prepare because you're like I've already you know had two natural births but I guess like the only thing is uh preparing to do it at home so getting all the supplies and things like that is really yeah. the, only, the only difference but but yeah that's um that's awesome that you were able to find someone Yes. Well, my um, doula who was for me, like who worked for me, well, I hired her for my first two births. She became mm-hmm. a midwife whenever okay. I was pregnant with my third. So um, it worked out very well that she still had availability. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh, so you could use your doula. That's so cool. So you already yeah, she, had like a good relationship with her and everything. Yes. She became a CPM um, sometime between my second and my third. And so she was a, she had a team at the time. So it was her Mm -hmm. and another CPM and then they had an assistant. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything just seems to be aligning so well for you. (laughs) It worked out very well. (laughs) (laughs) So when, how was this pregnancy? How did, how did your, you know, pregnancy with your third go? Um, it was very, very, um, easy. I think Mm -hmm. I was, um, pretty stressed out over like COVID and stuff because Mm -hmm. it was like the unknown beginnings of it. I had Mm -hmm. her in May of 2020 and, um, I quit, I was working like PRN as a speech therapist up until March of 2020. And I quit doing that because, um, I couldn't go get tested whenever they needed me because they, they'd text, they'd text me like the night before and be like, Hey, can you work tomorrow? I'm like, well, I haven't had a COVID test. I can't come in. And, um, let's see. And then my husband, he was, um, he had his Amazon warehouse in our garage. So we had people working in our garage and, um, I was kind of stressed out about that. Like, Oh, they're coming in to use the bathroom and (laughs) (laughs) all this stuff. And now I'm like, it doesn't really matter I don't really care about anything anymore but uh (laughs) it's definitely stressful during that beginning and the unknown and then like uh you know what would happen if my husband got COVID and he wasn't able to support me at my home birth because he wouldn't have been able to be there if he was sick so Mm -hmm. leading up to like my due date I was like hey I don't want you going like shopping um for your business because he was going to like Walmarts and stuff like that I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't if you're gonna go shopping just do online shopping and um, I want you to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't need do it there. without you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be awful. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, my gosh. I always like feel for people who have their babies like March, April, May of 2020. Like that's, that's, oh, it's, it's mm-hmm. scary. Well, and luckily, you know, you didn't have to worry about going to the hospital this time though. Okay. So at least there's that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, because so, in the hospital at that time, yeah. you had to wear a mask during labor, and so did your husband. Mm-hmm. You can only take it off during pushing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Was everything ready? And, and you know, and then talk to us about how, you know, labor started. Okay, so I was, everything was going really well. I was totally expecting to go past my due date. Um, cause I did with my first two, I went to 40 weeks and four days and then 41 weeks. So I was like, well, I'm not, I'm going to go past my due date. Like I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, walking every day and, um, trying to eat my gestational diabetes diet and all that stuff. And, 
Um, we got like everything ready for the labor, the, for the birthing pool. I really wanted to have a water birth, but we, um, they wouldn't let us like bring it home beforehand. They would set it up and everything. So all we had to get was like the hose and the, um, adapter for the hose and the liner for the birth tub and then like a tarp to put the birth tub on. Mm -hmm. So that was really all we had to get. And then like everything else, like the towels and the sheets and make sure everything else is ready. So everything was ready. I had a box in my room, had an area where I wanted to put the birth pool. Um, so I guess labor started, I think I was four days, 39 weeks and four days. That's how far along I was. And I was, um, taking a nap with my kids we all took a nap together and I was having some contractions like maybe like eight to ten minutes apart but it wasn't anything like too bad like I I was still having to like stop and lay down but I was laying down in bed and I was like okay I think I may have a baby today we'll see and so then uh we got up and the girls my older two were I guess almost three and another one was five at the time and they're running around like crazy. And my contractions were getting closer and closer together. And I'm like, I'm kind of having a hard time concentrating <laughs> through these with yeah. them running around. And uh, so I want, I really wanted them to be there for the birth, but I ended up calling my mother-in-law and I'm like, Hey, I think I might have a baby today or tonight. And you may want to come get them. Mm -hmm. So she came and got them. And I called my husband. He was at work. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm in labor, but I don't really know if you need to come home or not. And so he's like, okay, I'll just stay until 3.30 because that's the time he gets off. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So it's like afternoon time anyway. And uh, he jokes about like how he told his coworkers, yeah, my wife's in labor, but I'm going to stay the rest of the day. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> But, um, he got home and I'm like walking up and down the driveway. And so he stopped, he like walks up and down with me and every contraction, it's like maybe like five minutes apart. I'm having to stop and like, you know, do the slow dance moves with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then let's see what happened after that contractions started getting further and further apart and I'm like no oh, and I man. called my mid I had told my midwife you know I texted her and I'm like I might be in labor but I also might not be in labor we'll see so uh contractions spaced apart and I called her and I was discouraged I'm like why what's going on like why is this <laughs> happening because none of my other labors did this I didn't have like prodromal labor or anything like that it just mm -hmm. all happened um She's like, well, just go in and rest, you know, and maybe eat something. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go do that. So contractions were maybe like 30 to 45 minutes apart whenever I went back in. So my, it's just me and my husband and we sit down, we watch some TV and then, uh, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to bed. And it was like nine o'clock, nine or nine 30. And I'm like, I'm gonna have a big bowl of cereal. And like, that's a big no, whenever I have gestational diabetes, but I was like, I need something like to give me some energy. And I ate a mm -hmm. big bowl of like honeycomb. And so, uh, I had the cereal, I went to bed and maybe like 15 minutes later, contractions started up again. So I guess that food is just what my body needed to, yeah. to get going. <laughs> and so that was at like nine 30. So I'm having contractions like every eight to 10 minutes. Um, and about 10 o'clock, my husband is still watching TV and I go in and I tell him, Hey, you need to go to bed and sleep because we're going to have a baby tonight. 
<laughs> so uh, he comes in and he goes to sleep and probably around 11 or 11.30, I wake him up again. I'm like, hey, uh, I need you now. So uh, we have like the medicine ball and I'm like leaning over it. And I really just don't want anybody to touch me when I'm in labor. <laughs> so I just want him to be there and like talk to me. Um, that's all like the support I need from him is just to be present. And, uh, so he was there and then, um, I walked around the kitchen a little bit and I'm like texting my mom. I told my midwife, I'm like, I'm definitely in labor, but I don't think that I need you yet. And, uh, this was at like 12 midnight and my mom's like, okay, Courtney, you need to call your midwife now because you're going to have a baby. And I'm like, I really just don't think I need her like right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might be longer. I don't know. Cause I, I felt like I was, am I in labor? Or am I not in labor? And my contractions, they were not very like steady. They were anywhere from like three to five minutes apart. They're very sporadic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, they continued on like that. And then finally they started getting about two to three minutes apart at around like two or two 30 in the morning. And so then um, at two, my husband called the midwife and he's like, hey, you need to come like now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, she's like, okay, I'll get everything ready and I'll be there and I'll contact the other midwife and the assistant and they'll be there too. So that was at two and I get in the, in my bathtub and I'm just hanging out in there laboring in my bathtub with my husband. And then uh, my first midwife gets there around 2.45. We live pretty rurally. So, uh, it takes her about 20 minutes to get to my house from her house. And the other midwives got there at around three. It takes them a little bit longer. Um, but she checked, you know, checked my blood pressure, checked baby's heartbeat. Everything was fine. Um, I got out of the tub and then I got back on the medicine ball, just on my knees and hanging over it. Um, and then they needed to set up the birth bowl. So I needed to get out of that room <laughs> and everybody was trying to set up the birth bowl. And I, and they were kind of just like taking turns coming to me in the guest bedroom. I was laying down and I was clearly in like transitional phase. Mm -hmm. um, and my uh, husband, he would come in and he's, he'd go away and he's trying to get this adapter for the water hose to hook up so that way they can fill the birth tub and it turns out it never worked and like water was shooting out everywhere in the bathroom and they were trying to clean all oh my up. gosh <laughs> so that was in the master bedroom and the master bath and it was it was just a mess and they tried different faucets and stuff and it just wasn't working out and then finally it probably around maybe three between 3 30 and 3 45 in the morning I'm like I need to get in the shower so um I'm like shaking you know clearly in transition still shaking and I get in the shower and I'm like I'm gonna throw up <laughs> and oh so uh they're all they're bringing me like a bag to throw up in I didn't throw up I just felt like I needed to and I can just feel my hips expanding to let the baby come down and, um, yeah, it was, it was very intense in there, but I was still like, I really don't think I'm going to have a baby today, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still intense. Like there was still this 
out that am I really favorite? Am I gonna have a baby? Um, <laughs> but I think that was also because I was used to having cervical checks with my hospital births, and this right. one I had I didn't have any, and so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have to get out of the shower because I think I need to poop, and so. <laughs> they're like okay they knew they knew like okay she's getting ready to have the baby (laughs) and I'm like still in denial they're all coming in the bathroom the so I had two midwives in my bathroom and the assistant and my husband and I'm like I okay I don't need to poop and I was like I think I want you to check me and they're like after two contractions we will check you and so after those two contractions I started feeling the urge to push and uh I pushed once and I pushed twice and my water broke. <laughs> and so um, my midwife, um, who was also my doula, she was like behind me supporting my perineum. And it really bothered me. And I kind of, I just asked her, I didn't, I didn't want her to do it anymore. I'm like, this, it doesn't feel good. Like it's mm-hmm. making it more uncomfortable. And then my husband, he was sitting on the toilet behind me. And he was there, like had his hand down there to catch the baby. And I was so worried that I was going to poop in his hands. Like he had his his hands down there to catch the baby. And I'm like, no, this could be really bad. Oh, that, that would be my thinking too. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was very worried about that. So they brought the, um, the medicine ball in there. So I was kind of hanging over that. And then I'd like push the baby push, um, during contractions and have that nice little break. And then, uh, I probably only had to push through maybe three or four contractions after my water broke. And she, she was out, she had her head out first and I waited till the next contraction and then pushed her body out. And, uh, my husband, I forgot to like really tell him that don't tell me what gender the baby is because I want to find out for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he forgot in the heat of the moment. He's like, it's a girl. I'm oh, like, no. oh, I'm excited, but I wanted to know first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, at least you're, you're having another. So this time we can warn him beforehand. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, for sure. Wow, that's awesome. That sounds like such a nice labor. I mean, so how long then? So it started around, well, I guess it started in the early after or early evening. Yeah, it started early evening. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. count what happened during the day. Uh, yeah. But like, it was probably only like between five and six hours. Wow. Yeah. Of that's... active labor. Mm-hmm. And when it picked up, it really just, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your body's like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> yep. It's like, I so, know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did you like, you know, being at home afterwards? Um, it was wonderful. Oh. You know, Sorry. we did. I got to mute, mute for a second. Somebody found me. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, we had uh, gone, like we got to just go to our bed afterwards, which was wonderful. Um, my midwife, uh, they checked me for any tears and I had never torn with my hospital births and I had a skid mark tear, they called it with my third. And, but I didn't end up having to have, uh, any stitches or anything. So that was great. Um, my placenta, um, you know, that's like the worst, another really bad part about having your baby at the hospital 
mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the fundal massage to get the placenta out. Ugh, yes. Um, I, I hated that. So I was looking forward to not having to do that for my home birth, but my, um, placenta still wasn't out after 45 minutes. So they had me like get down in the squat and, um, try to get it out. But I was like shaking. Like I had so much like hormones going through my body. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I didn't shake like that with my other two births. I was shaking so much, mm-hmm. um, and just shivering. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. so cold. Uh, but, um, yeah, the placenta came out and everything was fine. We got to look at it. And then, um, I, yeah, my midwives were there for maybe like two hours and they cleaned up everything, put everything in the washer for me and they headed out. So, mm-hmm. um, and my husband and I just, you know, after you have a baby though, like you can't sleep no. because you're, <laughs> you're on like a birth high mm-hmm. and you're there's so yeah, much you just want to like brain. stare at your baby <laughs> yeah you can't you can't sleep I no. could not I'm like trying to sleep so bad because I'd been up all night mm-hmm, so yeah. I maybe slept like off and on but she was born like just after 4 a.m like 4 5 so mm-hmm. about an hour after most of the midwives got there um but Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I wanted to, we didn't have a name for her. We never know what we're going to name our babies. Mm -hmm. So um, my girls came over probably around lunch the next day and they brought us lunch with my mother-in-law and um, I had a name picked out and my husband had a name picked out and uh, the girls liked my husband's name better. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he that, won. <laughs> yeah, he won. He won that one. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so cute that you let them choose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was between like uh we had like 10 names and we narrowed it down between two. It was Annie or Georgia, and I was team Georgia. And oh, I do my, love and I my, do love Georgia. <laughs> I mean Annie's adorable. Annie. Yes, yes. We have a Charlotte, a Magnolia. And an Annie. So we have a lot of names picked out for baby number four, but yeah. uh, Who knows what it'll be? I know. Uh, (laughs) Three three girls. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Yes. (laughs) Um, so that yeah, that sounds wonderful. How was your recovery then? Um, it was totally fine. The midwives, you know, they want you to. It's a little bit different than the hospital births, you know, the hospital births, they don't really tell you like, Hey, you should just stay in bed for like days. Right. <laughs> and the yes. midwives are like, you should just stay in bed, you know, with your baby for like three or four days, you know, and then, and then get up and do stuff. So my husband was pretty supportive of me doing that, but I did get up to like, go, go out and do things or what I didn't go leave the house or anything, but, mm-hmm. um, I had two other kids. So yeah. I had other things that I needed to do too. Yeah, I know it is hard to just uh, sit there when you've got, when you hear things going on in the house and you're like, yeah, ah. you do feel like guilty in a sense, but I mean, really you just did a lot of work and you deserve to sit, sit in bed for a few days. It's just hard to, you know, as a mom to tell yourself that. Right, right. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to then with your next home birth? Oh, well, I am very happy that I get to have midwifery care throughout 
my yeah. whole pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, that is very nice. Oh my gosh, the difference in care is is crazy, yes, isn't it? It is. It is like a 180, you know. Mm-hmm. It's totally different than hospital care, like the OBGYN care mm-hmm. than a mid midwifery model of care. Uh you know, we I've had I had one of my first appointment was a little after 12 weeks and um it was so nice. It's like you get to sit down with an old friend, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and talk about things that you're passionate about. And mm-hmm. uh, so she was there. It was like an hour and 45 minutes was our first appointment. <laughs> <laughs> she had to stop by yesterday to draw blood because um, she had trouble finding my veins the first time. But yesterday was successful. But um, just looking forward to that. And then also, um, I really enjoy... So I really enjoy childbirth and I, I think it's because I'm competitive and I'm like, this is like a marathon that I'm training for. And I really enjoy, um, getting ready for it, like practicing my relaxation and, um, getting my body prepared as well as I can, whether it be spinning babies or walking or other exercises or seeing the chiropractor to get ready for the big day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoy that aspect. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I love I love giving birth. If I could keep doing it, I would, but I just don't want any more right. kids. So <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> I know, and like I'm also like always have this mindset of what can I do differently for this next one that I didn't do for the other one. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about which which for Bradley. You know, there's a lot of relaxation involved in. Um, their teaching model, but I think I might try like a hypnobirthing class this time just to see what it's like and Mm -hmm. see if it makes a difference. But yeah, I mean, I hear a lot of good things about it. I didn't do, I think I listened to like some free, some free like tracks or something like that, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I never did any classes or anything, but, but, you know, people really, people love it. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great to to try something different every time, you know, just to I mean, you obviously know what you're doing, but yeah, you can make you can make each birth a little different and more enjoyable if if, you know, you yeah. try something new. I really want that water birth this time. Yes, so. I know. <laughs> I want that for you too. <laughs> I'm really hoping for that for that one. Yeah, I hope that works out this time. <laughs> but it's crazy how like with my first, I didn't like the tub. With my second, I was in the tub at the hospital and I didn't want to get out of the tub. Oh, and yeah. then with my third, I didn't really get to like experience it mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. So I'm like, I really hope I like the tub and that I get birth in the tub. <laughs> yeah, I I know. Um, I never, I didn't do a water birth, but um, I did want to, I don't know why, I, I don't know why we ultimately didn't do it, but, um, with my second, I, in the hospital, I wanted to try to, like, they had tubs you could birth and couldn't, you know, obviously have the baby in there, but you could labor in there. And I sat down and I was like, nope, I got, I gotta get like, no, but my midwife didn't say like, well, let's try a different position. Cause who likes to be sitting on their butt when they're in labor? And that's, right. what I, that's how I was sitting. Like, which is, of course I wasn't comfortable, but I wish that she had told me to like get on all fours or something. Cause 
that's just not what my mind was thinking. I think I would have liked it a lot more, but, um, but yeah, I was just like, nope, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get me out immediately. But yeah, with my third, I love the shower. Like it just does like, oh, it feels so good in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I could just, uh, stay in here forever <laughs> and be right. quite comfortable. <laughs> So yeah, I hope that works out for you this time. I, I mean, people love a water birth. Yes, I'm I'm um, hoping that I'll be one of them too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, I am on Instagram uh, at Mrs. underscore Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. I do have a private profile, but that's okay. my only thing um I do have Facebook but I'm not really on Facebook that much anymore um only I'm a little HA league leader and so I alternate months of when I'm the one promoting the events but mm-hmm. yeah no, I, yeah no I and I was a uh Bradley instructor up until okay. this last year I became inactive so I was on the website but not right at this not this year I'm not on the website Okay, well, then if anybody has any questions about that, they could definitely reach out and, yeah. you know, that would that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories and best of luck with your next baby. Um, yes, thank yeah. you. I can't wait to hear what you have. <laughs> no. <laughs> see if we have a girl gang or we have a girl yeah. gang with a little boy. <laughs> I know, it's exciting. Thanks so much for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give it a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. And if you want more content and more episodes, you can subscribe. Just click the link in the show notes. And don't forget to follow on Instagram at birthnaturally. Have you guys heard of Love Every? The first time I heard about them was in Jenna's episode, which was all the way back in episode 13. She told us about these products that she was using for her baby, and she mentioned that she didn't even have to buy any other toys or books because she got all of that in these play kits. So they produce educational toys, books, and games, and their subscription boxes. So their toys are built to last and made with sustainably harvested wood, organic cotton, non-toxic paint, and baby-safe plastics. So you don't have to worry about the toys at all. They're completely safe. They're actually Montessori-focused toys, and they're really good for babies and kids' brain development. So they actually now have four-year-old play kits and you can save 10% when you prepay for these play kits for children three and older. So you can just head to the show notes and use the link to save on these amazing products.